So, breaking news. Like, Cardi- cut off the press. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, if you touch the newspaper, ink would get on your fingers type shit, okay? Listen here. Cardi B, a young woman, a young rapper, um, was married to a man named Offset, a, a young rapper as well. They were married. Past tense, they're getting a divorce. She filed for divorce today, September 15, 2020. It's over with. I mean, what are your initial... You read that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? The very first thing was not shocking. But then quickly after that, and it's honestly the same point. It's like 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. 1A is like, this wasn't shocking. 1B, it's like, what the fuck did he do? Because she (laughs) has put up with a lot of his BS. So he has to have done something so catastrophic, so monumental, so unrecoverable. They were married for three short or long years, depending on how you're looking at it. Quite honestly, I would call them long. I'd fall along. When I read three years, I was like, three years? And then I remember that part of it we didn't know about. So Yeah, part of it really wasn't like, hiding. It was really two years for, for the rest of us folks. Um, gee, I think I wonder how much time they've been spending together in quarantine. From the little shit I was seeing, they were spending... A very minimal amount of time together. That's what I was saying. But I don't really keep really? up with both of their whereabouts. I mean, they were together, but also very separate. Like, yeah, together always... sometimes, but a little separate. Yeah, they were grinding up. With- there was this phase where they were grinding up with each other every fucking day. They couldn't get enough of each other. But then when quarantine started to really settle in, I feel like I was starting to see him a lot more with his his brothers, his teammates, and a lot less with her. Put him on a make him want to marry me. Um, yes. So, of course, on Twitter, there were just a lot of theories, a lot of theories going around. I remember, I don't remember who it was. This is all very, uh, all from here on out, everything is fictional. Just know that this is fan fiction. (laughs) We are fans. This is fan fiction. It's fine. This is all alleged, alleged, allegedly not true, fan fiction, whatever you want to call it. Some might say slander. <laughs> and that's why we're trying to put a positive spin on it. It's fan fiction. All right. <laughs> we're going to say it's fan fiction, allegedly. But first, I'm going to preface what I'm going to blow your socks off with. First, I'm going to preface it by saying that there were other theories as well. And one of mm-hmm. the theories that I had read was just, you know, people bullshitting, just like, oh my God, like Offset must have gotten some woman pregnant with twins or something because that's the only way Cardi would leave. Mm hmm. And unfortunately, for any Offset fans out there, that was the most tame claim, okay? Yeah, first of all, when I hear having a baby on her, I thought that was the least of her worries. I thought that she would accumulate a baby or two in the marriage if she had stayed for some time. That was just a natural thinking. He can't even behave himself when he's engaged. Okay. Wow. And then I came across a theory in which I had to promptly send it to my friends because after I had read it, I realized that this alleged fan fiction feels pretty close to the fucking truth. So let me just let me just come out of it. I was like, can you just can you just read it verbatim? Thank you. I'm no, I'm gonna read it fucking verbatim because I would hate to mix up any details of the story. Um, and this is coming from LipstickAlley.com. <laughs> so, again, alleged fan fiction. And so, Aries672 said, I lived in Gwinnett County, which is in uh, Georgia, by the way. Northside, Gwinn- that way. Right. <laughs> I lived in Gwinnett County for a while, and they would always be in my neighborhood. It was this gay guy named Devin, R.I.P., that I was friends with, and all setting him would mess around. One day, I was at Devin's house and heard him 
were heard moaning, thumping, etc., etc. Then 10 minutes later, out comes Offset with his shirt off. He just looked at me, grabbed a little carton of orange juice out of Devin's fridge, and walked out. The next day, we were all outside, and Devin was teasing him because Offset kept saying homophobic things to him, and Devin said, you weren't saying that when I fucked you last night, quote unquote. And also just ran up to him and punched him on his butt. <laughs> so hard to the point that he said it felt like his bone was broken. Meagles aren't thugs, quote unquote, at all. At least they weren't when I used to be around them. They had a guy named Dalston in their crew that was also gay, but DL. And he would do all the shooting and cetera for them. He shot up a party and shot up this store called the A1 Market. He's in prison now for something to do with gangs. Offset and Quavo are not thugs at all. Reason I'm saying nothing about takeoff is because he never portrayed that, at least not to me. I got along with him the most because he was the most chill. Um, and I just want to quickly divert all our fans. <laughs> <sighs> that when I read that sentence, like, do you understand? That was a dagger through my heart because until a couple weeks ago, I would have said the same thing. I would have agreed with that until we also <sighs> this here podcast. Like my literally, my hands are holding my head up because I am unable to even be a human being right now. But continue. They would be in my neighborhood twenty four seven. Offset would be doing the, the dance, the jerk, and all that other stupid stuff with Dalston. I think they still have jerking videos up on YouTube. I hope I can find it. Crazy part is, Devin died a while ago when he was going to tell everybody about Offset. He got shot at a party and burnt up in his car. God rest his soul. Anyway, that's all the tea I have. <laughs> Wait, but to then so subtly be like, oh, well, wish I could bring you more, but that's all I got. <laughs> To drop the bombs of the bombs and be like, anyway, that's all the tea I got. Wow, that was very... Also, not to really get derailed here, but Gossip of the City, one of their um, screenshots was used in this most recent episode of Potomac and I Scream. It's it's those sites that know what's going on way before anyone else. Way before anybody else. Y'all thought TMZ was on it? No. No. Who's the one that confirmed it's a TMZ, someone in Cardi's party? First of all, I I mean, okay, so let's get into what all of that in, allegedly implied. Well, I heard a few things in that. I'll, I'll tell you what I heard. I heard, one, that this person actually knows these people. I, I heard that overall. Like, multiple times I was like, okay, this is all real, allegedly. I also heard they're not thugs and they're pretending, which adds up. That's what rappers do. It's a lot of them are frauds. So that right. tracks. Right. Um, I heard that Offset had, I don't know, a tryst with this young man. God rest his soul. Um, that definitely happened, allegedly. And that, that definitely <laughs> allegedly oh um and it, even if aries 672 i believe you said um even mm-hmm. if this person is unable to find the youtube videos i know they exist that's actually a thing i'm sure and offset is truly like quavo's goofy but offset's truly even goofier so yeah he would be the one like jerking in the streets making videos adds up um we already made the takeoff note. I mean, he's a horrible human being now, but we did once know him as a kind, gentle soul who was kind of more relaxed. So that all tracks. Um, and, you know, Quavo just being not a thug and like having no other notes about him. Yeah, he probably like, I guess he's not fooling with Dawson or Dalston and the man RIP, but he's just around. I don't. <sighs> And the guy died at a time where he died like Michael in a This Is It tour thing. <laughs> God rest his soul. Right. Um, so that's 
peculiar. Don't know if I need to take note of that or if that's just happy accident. I mean, but I mean, blow his spot up and then what? I mean, as Selena Powell once said, these rappers are they're homosexuals, and I think it's true. I mean, listen, listen, listen. We all know that creatives in my opinion, are just more likely to be fluid. That's just how the energy works. Totally. Creative energy and sexual energy are two sides of the same coin. However, you know, men have just put themselves in a situation, especially rappers, have put themselves in a situation where they can't be the fluid people that they that they are. They dream so, to be, yeah. But they dream to be. So you have singers like Prince, and not that Prince, I think, was sleeping with men, although I don't think he would not, you know what I mean? But Prince was just very, like, you know, out there with his style and, like, the way he carried himself, but he was still banging hoes every night. But he could do that because he was a singer. Rappers can't do that. So they're forced to be DM. And then you just start to put it together. So it's like, okay, so he's a creative He's he's a man. He's from ATL. I mean, there's just there's more reasons for this to be true than for this to not be true. And it also tracks if this was true because that would explain why Cardi is finally divorcing this man. <laughs> because I just really don't foresee any reason why she would divorce this man if not already. So he what? She walked. Tape. She walked in on him or saw some shady text or something. I guess so. She had to have been given proof. And she's going to keep her mouth shut because she knows hood politics. She knows how this goes. You run your mouth, you will get clapped. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm sure she's sick because she was probably doing all the fun anal things with him. You know what I mean? She would have drank his dirty bath water. I know her long tongue was shoved up his anus. I know that allegedly for a fact. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I and can imagine say, like, she's like, you know what I mean? It's really like hitting home for her on a, on a right. special level. Right. And I don't necessarily think this makes him, and I know this is a controversial opinion to some of, you know, the less <sighs> less informed. Less informed folks. I don't think this necessarily makes him like gay. Like, he could very well be bisexual. Or, or maybe he only messed with that dude that neither. one time. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Or neither. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's fine also. I also, you know, sometimes I, I kind of hate cancel, not cancel, well, cancel culture too, but I hate call out culture because it's kind of like that's what's perpetuating the drama. <laughs> and that's why people feel like they need to keep it a secret. But um, there's just a lot of murky waters surrounding, you know, the the, the Migos crew. I'm nervous mm-hmm. now because first we've had Takeoff who seemed chill, but apparently he's a rapist. And Offset who seemed like a pussy monster, but he's at least sampled a man, which again, in of itself is fine. But then why did Homeboy turn up dead? And at the very least, it puts you somewhere on the Kenzie scale. I'm just, it's just what's happening. Not the Kenzie scale. So she pulled out the, the 10th grade information. Pulled it out because it it's what's happening. <laughs> it's what I want to tell him. It's what's happening. And right, I want to reach out a hand and tell him, it's okay. This is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, like give him the graph because clearly he missed that class. He was probably... <laughs> Fucking some guy in the bathroom, allegedly. So he didn't see that that class. He missed that presentation. I'd like to reach out to him via email, send an attachment. This is, I think this would clear up some questions for you. Right. But you know who I can't defend? Allegedly, I can defend Offset. I cannot defend Takeoff. And I also cannot defend Joe Bunny. I don't know if we talked about it. We did it! Fuck! Hold on! Wait! Whoa! 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 Cut! Cut the! Cut the! Cut the music! Okay. Here's the thing. Let's wrap up this Migos shit. Let's cover this Joe Budden shit, and then we're gonna have to have two episodes. There's gonna have to be a breaking news episode that has to go separate. It's gonna be too fucking long. Okay. Fuck. Okay. So whatever. I just wanna. Hold on. Wait. Go back. 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 
Quavius, whatever dirt's coming out about you, if you hurt my queen, I will listen here. I like you. <laughs> I love her. If you do something to that woman, if you hurt her in any way, shape, or form, you dirty dog. The icy girls are coming for you, and we're not. I'm not happy. I won't be happy. Something has to happen with and you. We're icy, okay? If you are not only just supplying her with the crab meat that got her ass looking healthy, then I have a problem with you. Because I sat and I watched your fucking GQ video, okay? I watched your relationship quiz, and honestly, if something happens to them, then that relationship video is cursed. Because now that would make it like that would be like three couples that I know that like broke up or murdered. After that GQ video came out, all I'm gonna say, yeah. Um, so whatever's in the stars for them, I hope is more positive than his brethren. I'm very worried right now. He, we're on Quavo watch right now. He's the only one. He's, I mean, he's the Beyonce of the group anyway. So if things come to blows and he has to step out, he can. So I'm just praying that nothing comes out about him before. I mean, before we know it. With Offset, okay, whatever. He's, I don't know, a little bisexual. And what happens next? Can he not have a career? Is that what you all are saying to me? Like, whatever. It's going to keep going. He's going to deny it. And (laughs) everything's going to, right? He's going to deny it. First of all, he's not going to come through and just like. He's not going to own a threat at all. No, of course not. No, he's not going to fucking own it. He's not going to be the bisexual butterfly we need him to be for society to like fucking. I don't know. Everyone has to have a first. You could be the first. It would be great. He's not into that. Say, y'all need that. to come out and live your truth because that's the only way that we can have... <laughs> we can move forward. We can move forward. Exactly. But I will explain why I think this is true. One, <laughs> overall, it's just very specific. <laughs> Beyond. With name dropping and everything. Random Two, details like... He knew how to jerk, or like he shot up this one store called the Blank. Like so random, like that, it makes it too real and too bizarre. Like it's true. Exactly. Okay, keep going. I mean, honestly, we kind of covered it. <laughs> the real idea is that it feels real because of all the details that are within it. They're just way too specific. I'm sorry, especially the jerk video that came out of left field, which means it's true. Yeah. Oh, and the grabbing the orange juice carton. Come on. Wait, I love I that imagery. Saw the Tropicana. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. It was so real. And so we say all of this also to say, because you know what? That was breaking news, but there's also just a lot of weird energy going around the rap community. And the other weird thing that I need to go on and do, so I can explain to you why I, I can defend Offset but I cannot defend Takeoff and I cannot defend Joe Budden. Because allegedly, allegedly it's within court documents posted by Sin Santana herself that in short, Joe Budden is a monster. (laughs) In detail, one of the things that was peculiar, besides the way he interacts with his son, which I don't know if that's necessarily a problem. I know some people don't prefer to kiss their children on the lips. Um, I don't like to kiss my... I wouldn't want to kiss my kids on lips. For me, it's just a germ perspective. I'm very germophobic. I'm not kissing like an infant on the lips. Like, whoa. They're two days old. They can't fight off shit. They can't even fight off their own shit, let alone mine. But one of the alleged details in it is that... He, Joe Budden kisses his son on the lips, but it it made it seem like he makes out with his son on the lips. And apparently it's his son is going around doing it to other people and that's distressing to sin. But honestly, that is not the detail that even is worth discussion. But before we even fast forward, I mean, the fact that you're open mouth kissing your child, I get, (laughs) I mean, not kissing a newborn. The open mouth part is disturbing. 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 First like, of all, is that true? It's so bizarre that it got it has to be, to be but true. At the same time, I'm willing to be like, maybe she's just trying to get this divorce settlement. You know what I mean? Like, define open mouth. Like, I would love to see some footage of Joe making out with his son to be able to determine like how much of a makeout it was. 
Allegedly. Right, I'm like, so allegedly he does this all the time and your son is not going around doing this to other people, but you don't got no footage of it. Uh, I mean, but why would you film your son? Because that would take, if honestly, if she had the footage, like, and dropped it with the court documents, I would be scared. You didn't purposely set out to record that, but maybe you were recording them having a father, you know, a father-son moment, and then Joe just goes in for the kid. But he's a Virgo, <laughs> very calculated. I don't imagine he would do it if any cameras were around. He wouldn't. If he know, he knows that's nasty. He's not going to be doing well, it on camera. And we all know Virgos are secretly nasty anyway. And here's why that that still proves to be true because the second detail, you know, we'll leave the 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 father-son open mouth. Was it open mouth, closed mouth, kiss? Up to you to decide how you feel about it. But the detail that was really disturbing was the fact that apparently Joe loves his dog so much, and that Joe also masturbates his dog. We're talking bestiality here, folks. There's a baby crying in the hallway, and it's very accurate and very appropriate. Apparently, according to Sin Santana, it was disturbing enough that she needed to put it into her divorce court documents that was allegedly leaked by the alleged friend. <laughs> you know how that should go. That Joe Budden has a sick fascination with his dog and is concerned that his dog is quote-unquote lonely and horny <laughs> and jerks his dog off. Some accusations quite similar to one Dennis McKinley of Real Housewives of Atlanta fame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we never got such gory details about what Dennis was allegedly doing with these animals. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, So is this then just a thing guys do? Like, is this, do guys not think that this is... Or is this something that we should be concerned about? Because I feel like hearing two men that I know that have done it, that sounds pretty crazy. My head is in my hands again because, look, all of this is alleged even, and I'm about to say opinions right here. This is all alleged. I think men are so beyond scarier and disgusting and sick than we can even imagine as women. I think yeah. it is true. Like, every day as an adult, I hear another detail, and it's usually about a dude that I'm... I couldn't even dream that up in my head. I couldn't yeah, even imagine that these people are out here living and they are our counterparts that I'm supposed to mate with. My thing is, it's like, would we get into half of the shit that we do, sexually even, if not for men? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really do think about things like that. Like, if it was just women on the planet, just women having sex with women, would anal be a thing? No, it wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, would it really think hard? I'm not asking if you enjoy it or not. Or would you enjoy it or not? I'm saying, would it have even have been occurred a to us, yes. Right. And I'm and I and I I'm hard pressed to say no. Around town. Like it so it's sounding like I'm How adding, do you fuck a horse. First of all, that's a massive ding dong we're talking about. Wait. Are you getting fucked by the horse or are you inserting into the horse? I'm so confused. I mean, it could go either but way. It depends on what you're doing. The... But could you insert to the horse? The horse is taller than you. I mean, why am I asking? Right, like, you Men will get find a, a way. Yeah, an appar- <laughs> nothing but a ladder can and stop see, And there's my point. Women get into half because women would, wouldn't, wouldn't try so hard for all of that. Because we don't have a a penis to stick anything into so we wouldn't go searching for things to put it into we don't have anything to put anything into so we wouldn't go searching for that they're looking to dip into anything which to me is very scary so you're just gonna put this thing your part of your body into anything would you just put your arm in any random hole you know what I mean like <laughs> to me yeah. that's peculiar but uh... Their sexual organ just rules their life on such an extreme scale. It's like 
it is beyond like fucking relax you're going to get laid or you're going to finish at the end of the night if you have to do it yourself too bad and joe you all i have a theory um this is all very alleged um, there are four men that I have been crusading to come out of the closet. I don't believe they're bisexual. That is, These people are not that. They're homosexual men that are dressed up as heterosexual, and they are loathing women every day and attacking us and trying to belittle us when they're just unhappy in their own skin, and I find it revolting. Um, and I put Joe Budden in that category. It's him, allegedly Floyd Mayweather, um, allegedly 50 Cent Curtis Jackson, and to round it out, Charlemagne is my fourth. Those are the four I've said it for years. That so for for Joe to come out the woodworks with this behavior, mm, I can only imagine what those other sick bastards are doing allegedly. Oh, not one week ago, Portia was saying there's no wedding plans with her fiance. Screaming. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, apparently no. That's breaking news. I guess that they're not together. I mean, multiple, is it breaking? Multiple. No, it's a no. <laughs> it's a fucking no. So don't worry about it, y'all. It's not breaking news. Oh, Teresa's house is up for sale? That's just another note. <laughs> Again, are we shocked? I wonder what kind of space she's going to move into. Can you even imagine her living anywhere but that monstrosity? First of all, it was ugly as fuck anyway. So yeah. we're doing her a favor. Her brokenness is doing her a favor in this case. And she doesn't need all of that house. She doesn't. And so, I mean, she does have three of the girls still with her, but she still doesn't need all of that. They never needed all that house to begin with. It's only selling for $2.5 million. That's low to me. I was made to feel like they've invested more than two mil. Quite the budget decrease. Hmm. This palatial palace, they they price for 2.5? Not palatial palace. Disgusting, but it still looks more than 2.5 million dollars worth of home. Damn. This might as well be hmm. foreclosed. Op Bravo TV at Andy. Your girl Teddy is getting exposed on Instagram for her scam starvation company. Having women starve themselves by eating 500 calories a day is unethical. If she needs a storyline, <laughs> that 500 calories, I'm screaming. If she needs a storyline next season, holding her accountable for this is a good option. Camille Grammer co-tweeted it and said, it's suspect. And then Kyle Richards commented under that, Camille, you really need to move on and get a life. Teddy has helped so many people and changed their lives. What are you doing every day? Tweeting about ROBH? You befriend whoever you think will get you a diamond. Talk about a mean girl. Wave emoji. That was lukewarm, too. I've heard that Teddy shit was a scam before, but... Camille comments back saying, Brandy never lies, Kyle? Question mark? So... You do have to eat to lose weight. And regardless of anything, 500 calories is not sustaining you. It's 500 calories is not helping you lose weight. It's not helping you gain weight. And it's not helping you sustain weight. 500 calories. Just want all the bitches to know. Anybody who's trying to get some gains or trying to make some losses. 500 calories is not the way to go, y'all. Okay? I love that her program is to text people... And hold them accountable for things throughout their day. And then tell them like amidst that. Eat three almonds here. Eat a spoonful of an avocado there. Eat a quarter of an apple there. I'd rather get surgery. And spend tens of thousands of dollars. Than to sit and be so obsessed with food to that degree. To the point where like I'm anorexic. That to me is. Anorexia. <laughs> that to me is pretty wild. I mean, I believe it. Look at how she treats herself. She doesn't allow herself to eat either. Oh my God. Our HOBH robe is going crazy. Apparently, somebody tweeted, so LVP is broke, bankrupt, done, right? 
Wait, Villa we Blanca. haven't talked about the fact that yeah, Villa Blanca is closed and she hasn't she doesn't even offer fucking takeout for the other places in their clothes. They obviously they've been filming other Bravo shows. No VPR, no word on it, no restaurants open. Everyone's been saying her shit went under. There was like this blind item at the beginning of this like there's a star on a popular television show who loves her rose who is going to be going bankrupt soon because she really has no money and the facade is over because she has no like that quick cash coming in to spin. She's living like paycheck to paycheck type shit. Continue. So it says, so LVP is broke, bankrupt, done. Villa Blanca closed for good, and the rest of the restaurants should be next. No wonder no one knows whether Pump Rules will be back for another season or not. There's no restaurants to film in, and LVP has no money to produce the show. And then so it also, there's like a picture insert underneath, and it says, a few months ago, I told you this foreign-born reality star <laughs> from multiple reality shows was having huge financial issues. They have not gotten any better. Her empire is crumbling and is tens of millions of dollars in debt. Bankruptcy is coming. And then <laughs> there's Lisa Renna's Stan account. Not even Lisa Renna herself. A Lisa ah! account. Quote, and they're from Lubuck, Lubuck, Texas. <laughs> Quote tweeted it and said, it's time to come home, Lisa Vanderpump. And Lisa Vanderpump saw it and said, no, darling, not broke. Of course, it's been difficult, but we will open when we feel it's safe. Villa Blanca was at the end of a long lease that was up. My staff needs to be safe, us too. Lisa, the puppeteer, would never admit that she's living <laughs> a smoke and mirrors life. Are you kidding me? I'm so sick of these people coming out. In saying these like blasphemous statements aren't true. Who's going to step forward and say it is true? Who's going to actually come forward and say, you know what? Fuck. They caught me. I wasn't planning on leaking it. It happened. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. You're I right. am broke. You're right. I'm MC Hammer broke. You're right. You got me. Link her podcast below. Be like, come support me. Here's my Patreon. I mean, come on. Lean into it. God damn it. Give us something to cover. Ugh, that would be a great way to fucking earn some money. Roni star Leah McSweeney's contract holdout, dissed by Bravo author. Leah McSweeney is a new star of the show, blah, 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 but she might be a one-and-done sensation unless Bravo ponies up. Leah is only being offered a minuscule pay raise for the upcoming 13th season, which would be her second, and she feels disrespected. She made 3K per episode last season, which netted her about 60K. And she feels Bravo is trying to underpay her with a similar offer for season 13. 60K? Here's the thing. Would I take 60K right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. But do I look at 60K and think, whoa? <laughs> yeah. In context of the show, and what I know that other people began paying, at least a hundred thousand. I assume every housewife, even if she plays the smallest role, makes a hundred thousand dollars because that's just fair. They have so much to do. They have hair. They have makeup. They have to have management. Now they have to have lawyers. They have to hire so many people to have this job. PR, all of that. Like, and they have to upkeep a certain lifestyle because that's part of the show. So for you to underpay pay them is only doing us as viewers a disservice. And Leah, pay up. Who the fuck you paying for on that cast? All of them, go. They could wipe the show clean and I would not lose a minute of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you. And she she pushed plot. She was doing things this past season. She deserved a better raise than that. She should be the highest paid of those women. She brought the most and she's going, she's like a new direction for the show. I'm sure they're going to try to bring in her friends or like do a different style now that she's here. Mm. If they let her go after a season, just like Jules Weinstein, who shouldn't have been let go after a season because there was clearly more there to mine, I mean, they would be a fool. So, for this Housewives poll, who was the best newest addition? Leah, Sutton, Garcelle, or Wendy? To me, it would have to be Leah. The whole show centered around her. Not even... In terms of like, I'm obsessed with Leah. I love her, which everyone does. She's great. But 
just the, around the fact that she came into the show and completely changed the pace, it would have to be her to me. What about you? I like the other additions. I'm still side-eyeing eyeing Wendy. And Sutton is strange, but she fits in Beverly Hills, at least. Yeah, I like Sutton for Beverly Hills, for sure. Yeah. And I like Garcelle. I don't know if I'm going to like her in Beverly Hills without Denise, though. I'll be interested to see what her dynamic is without Denise now that she actually has to fraternize with these people. Right. So let's see. You say Leah. The polls are in. Leah has won with the 46%. Who was second? Sutton with 26%. And Garcelle was right behind her with 25%. Wendy, 3%. Potomac is like truly that cast. They have like no vault of other characters because that core group is so good. Like the fact that Candace was able to come in is truly incredible because they're not, I don't know, they're very sturdy and steady with the people they have. You know, right. And Wendy's been asking a little mm, the past couple episodes, so I'm sure that didn't help her her rating. Her rating in this poll just now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's enough news, I guess. Uh, right, that's that's all the breaking news we have for the moment. But honestly, babe, who the fuck knows? We're in pandemic time, honey. Time goes by quickly. Okay. Um, the next part after this is going to be something we filmed the other day with Bravo breaking news. It's going to be less hot off the press. This is. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> I mean, gee, where are you starting? Where are you starting, bitch? You don't want to ask breaking news. Can you, you were foaming at the mouth to say it in the beginning of the episode. I mean, Denise Richards is not returning next season for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Dun, dun, dun. But we kind of knew that because they had said somebody's returning and someone's not returning. <laughs> and... So, if Brandy is returning, then obviously Denise wouldn't return. Yeah. I'm sad that this was her two-season arc. This was horrible. This is up there with some of, like, the worst performances on Housewives, I feel like. Really? Yeah. Like, her first season, she was, like, zanned out, like, said a couple lines here and there. But, like, truly not doing anything. And then the next season, she's just, like, lying for 24 <laughs> episodes in a row. Well, the women were annoying toward her for the first half, and then she was lying the second half. She was getting bullied by Kyle, of all people. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, she needs how... to stand up for herself. Peep, I don't know how you can let Kyle punk you. I'm like, she's such a punk. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Are you kidding me? Wow. So that's pretty devastating. I hope Garcelle still returns because she was doing that whole, if you don't return, I won't return. Hopefully she was just saying that for bullshit because Denise is on her own journey with that guy, Aaron, and I don't know what's going on there, but I would, (laughs) I would have loved to see her on a season with like Nicolette Sheridan or like Heather Locklear. I don't know if you heard breaking news. So the breaking news is Heather Locklear. Um, you know, a good Hollywood fixture from, like, the 80s, you know, she had a druggy past or present or future, who knows, but she DM'd Brandy during this whole sexual scandal, and she let Brandy know that she also heard from sources, obviously, like, people are talking about it, it's going around. She had heard that Brandy and Denise rumor was true as well. And so Brandy had used that as evidence. Like, see, Heather even reached out to me saying, like, she had heard it in her circle. And swiftly, Heather Locklear was served with a cease and desist from another than Denise Richards as well. Wow. Wow. Denise said, if you mutter a fucking word about what I've done with Brandy... I have no problem adding you to the lawyer tab. 
I mean, breaking news, Ashley Darby is pregnant with the second one of Michael Spawn's. If Woo! you want to break that. Now that is breaking news if I've ever heard one. Um, I sent you the picture because I could not, for the life of me, I could not believe that Dean was already that big. Um, yeah, he is like full grown. And he's, his head is still, I'm sorry, it's still a mega line. It's on cranium. It's scary. It's scary. He, he looks has like he head. just knows so much. <laughs> he just knows too much, man. And I don't think he's using that knowledge for good. <laughs> <laughs> and is it going to be a girl or a boy? Do we even know? Yeah, I wonder. She looks very far along, but she says she's due what in February. So how far along is that? That's like four um, months away. October, December, January, five. Yeah. So she, huh? yeah, she's pretty pregnant. So she probably knows, or if not, we'll find out in the next few weeks. Breaking news: Salt Lake City's trailer came out. Yeah. So let's let's unpack. Let's let me, do it. Let me pull it up again. Let me actually do that as well. <laughs> Because I, 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 I'm not quite sure how I feel, actually, to be honest. There's um, one particular lady I'd like to get into um, who captured my attention the most. But, yeah, I also don't know how I feel. I can't wait to hear what their theme song sounds like. You know I love to hear the subtle nuances of the theme songs. I'm thrilled mm-hmm. to hear it. Let's see. We'll see. Speak about the cast. There's This cast has six ladies. Going by the name of Lisa Barlow, Mary Crosby, Heather Gay, Meredith Marks, Whitney Rose, and Jen Shaw. Those are the ladies in question. And they already have their bios up on bravotv.com. So I'm going to read a little bit about each woman. Lisa Barlow, she's the brunette. Um, Not, her face is touched but not extremely her head is an interesting shape I can't quite figure it out but it's interesting shape um born in New York Lisa Barlow has been living in Utah for over 20 years as the owner of a marketing company and various tequila brands she considers herself quote Mormon 2.0 as she is not one to adhere to all of the traditional and strict Mormon rules Lisa attended BYU with Heather and has been best friends with Meredith for years. Married to her husband, John, with two children, she seemingly has it all, but struggles with her quest for perfection when her unrealistic standards start impacting her friendships. Now, does any of that stand out to you that you would like to touch on? Um, not the moment. Keep going. I find the various tequila brands interesting that she owns. <laughs> to be a Mormon that owns a liquor brand is very contradictory in and of itself. Well, okay, so here's my thing, though, and I think that's why, at the very least, this is going to get a lot of um, press, at least within the first couple of episodes, because I think, like myself and everyone else, we're wondering what is it really to be a fucking Mormon, because if you can say you're a Mormon, from my understanding of it but then you're also on a reality TV show and you're drinking and you're partying and you're getting plastic surgery and you're doing, you know what I mean? Like, I, then I have questions. That's Do why I she understand. classified herself as a Mormon 2.0, I'm assuming. That's right. I'm like, I, I, is my understanding of Mormon Mormonism not what it really is? Or are you just not really a Mormon? Like, I just have so many questions. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this all shakes out. But yeah, it definitely will garner some press because of the pure insanity of it. The fact that they're in, like, Mormon capital. Um, the the bio that I'm, I am more, most taken aback by is one Mary Crosby. Now, she's the black woman of the group. <laughs> um, and I will... And she has on a very questionable wig. And not only this photo with her bio on bravotv.com but also in quite a few shots from the trailer but I'll go ahead and read this and I I think there's much to unpack here 
With a penchant for God, couture, and only the finest champagne, Mary Crosby is a Pentecostal first lady who inherited her family's empire of churches, restaurants, and more. The caveat in her taking over the family business was that she married her late grandmother's second husband, Robert Crosby Sr. They have been married for 20 years and have one teenage son together. Small but mighty and always dressed to the nines, her unconventional past has made her guarded, and she quickly finds herself on shaky ground with some of the ladies. Now, I don't know if you heard this one particular Did line, you just but say late grandmother's second husband. The caveat in her taking over the family's business of empire of churches, restaurants, and more, yes, was to marry her grandmother's second husband, Ros- Robert Crosby Sr. She married her grandfather, her step grandfather, whatever way you want to shake it. Whoa, whoa, that's the caveat. What? Who writes that in their will? Now, see, now that's the Mormon I know. <laughs> right, that's the Mormon, and that's the incestual Mormon energy I was looking for. Whoa, that's dark. Wow, that's dark. Hmm. Wow, I'm really interested in her story there's a plus-size woman named heather gay and her bio says a devout mormon from birth heather gay was married to mormon royalty for 11 years but has distanced herself from the church after her divorce a self-proclaimed quote good mormon gone bad she now considers herself mormon-ish as she plays by her own rules. A devoted mother to three daughters, she owns a burgeoning med spa business, beauty lab, and laser, where the ladies often frequent. As she embarks on the next chapter of her life, Heather is on a journey of self-discovery as she finds her voice and looks for love again. Interesting. I like a good Mormon God bad. That's fun. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the next lady is Meredith Marks. Um, another brunette. Meredith Marks is a celebrity jewelry designer with a store on Main Street in Park City. Jewish and married for over 25 years. Well, that's a long marriage. Meredith and her husband, Seth, have hit a rough patch with their kids in college. She is faced with being an empty nester for the first time in her life. An ice queen with a knack for partying. Meredith is often out on the social circle alongside Jen and Lisa. Alongside Jen and Lisa who love to buy their jewelry, even the rings off of her fingers. Meredith appears to have it all, but when rumors begin to swirl, she must decide if she wants to turn to her girlfriends for support or suffer in silence. I would like to see the scene where one of her friends buys the ring off of her finger, because that's clearly going to happen. Miss Whitney Rose, she's another blonde in this photo. She has some crimped hair. She seems a little younger than some of the other ladies. A descendant of Mormon royalty, Whitney Rose has been trying her best to navigate life. Right. I didn't know there was such thing as Mormon royalty. Um, (laughs) Yes. uh, Whitney has been trying trying her best to navigate life outside the religion for over a decade. She left the church after she fell madly in love with her boss, Justin, and the two had an affair. Within weeks... Mm -hmm. They both left their spouses to be with each other and got married when Whitney found out she was pregnant. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Married for 10 years. They have two children, Bobby and Brooks, and she owns a skincare line called Iris and Bo. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now she is faced with parenting her father, who is dealing with his own struggles and depends on her for everything. And just when it seems like society is finally beginning to accept her 10-year marriage, scandalous rumors about her progressive relationship start to swirl. Progressive relationship? Where are they open? Whoa. That sounded open to me. That's all it can mean. That's cool. Hopefully she, if it's progressive, hopefully she's owning it. Hmm. That would be cool. Her dad that depends on her for everything, does her dad live with her as well? And then the last lady, Jen Shaw. Now, she's the one whose face is on Adrian Maloof. She's coming into this with plenty of plastic. So I can't wait to see how much more plastic she buys along the way. But <laughs> as a Tongan and Hawaiian growing up in Salt Lake City, Jen Shaw felt like 
she often stuck out in her traditionally white Mormon world. When she learned about the historical mistreatment of black people in the Mormon religion, she converted from Mormonism to Islam. A mom of two with her husband, Sharif, Jin is the queen of her house and her business as the CEO of three marketing companies. A lot of marketing as well. Um, always decked out in designer brands. Jin loves to host parties, spares no expense. It's important to her that everyone knows she is the best host in Utah. With an extravagant personality and sharp tongue, she can go from zero to 100 very quickly, but usually comes back with apologies and love. But not but it's not always fun and games for Jen with this group of women when she quickly finds herself at the center of drama. Hmm. So what do you think of the trailer for Salt Lake City? It didn't seem like super, super drama filled by the way that they edited it. But I don't know if that was on purpose or if there's just not really that much drama. But I'm sure there is because there's so many different like religions and cultures going on. So I think it was a good, pretty good trailer. I think it got me interested, intrigued, got my feet wet. We should talk about Miss Dorinda Medley and her exit. From Abrupt the exit, might we add. Mm-hmm. This is very troubling for me because I would put Dorinda up there with, even when she's bad, she's good to me. Like, top 10 housewives for me hands down not a competition like it is so sad for me to see her go she's given us so much of her short time and I can't believe she only came in what was that season 7 and her last season was season 12 I feel like we knew so she feels like an OG to me like it is so sad to see her go there's so many people I would rather see go than her it breaks my heart um, she was being a bad person, and being a bad person, I guess sometimes you have to just get off the show. It seems like she got off the show in like a very like Jill Zarin way, like they got her off because production hated her, and that's what seems to be happening. You can kind of piss off anybody but production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Like they're the ones that really have to deal with you and record you and all sorts of shit. So, so it's devastating. I mean, no more Berkshires. That's out the question, I guess, unless we get a new lady with a Berkshires home. Um, I guess it's Hampton. Right, unless Heather Holla Thompson comes back, and with her Vivica Fox, I I don't know. The thing with Zorinda is that I do think that she's a very complex character. I think she's very layered. She was entertaining to watch, even when she was being bad. It was still entertaining. Because I'm like, wow, this bitch is wackadoo. But that was still entertaining to watch. You know what I mean? Right. Um, her antics hadn't gotten old to me. Like, we didn't know this meme Dorinda hadn't fully, like, we'd seen sprinkles of her throughout the seasons. But I wouldn't say until, like, Cartagena, like, end of season 10 is the first time we were like, whoa, this woman is, like, rotten. And then it's been unfolding and, like, elevating ever since then. I felt like it was on a great build. And it climaxed here, I guess. Yeah. Because before Tinsley, it was quite honestly, she would kind of go after Sonia and and a little bit of Luann. Yeah, um, Sonia, her favorite. Sonia was her favorite target for sure. And but then Tinsley came on, and then it turned into like I gotta go after Tinsley. I don't know what it is about those particular women that just seemed to really bother her as a right. Person. Something about the weak and delusional really get her going. I guess season seven is when Sonia really started to spiral a lot. Like people couldn't handle her drinking and she would just like repeat things over and over and was doing a lot of talking and not a lot of listening. I would like Uh, to say that's the beginning of the slew of every time we would come back at the beginning of the year, it would always be like, everyone's mad at Sonia for something over the summer. She said in the press, they are not actually seeing her in person. She's talking a lot of shit online that happened multiple seasons in a row. And I think it started with seven, maybe six. Exactly. Right. And it's just like, let them be weak and delusional. Yeah. We let you do a lot of things. I think it's also kind of like, define weak, though. Because we can say Sonia's weak, but somehow, Sonia is still standing. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I text you, by the grace of God, by the fucking grace of God, this woman is still standing. Because she's been on, like, teetering on the line of, like, death and life, like, for years now. Right, because, you know, I'm watching season seven over. You know, we said she's weak, but like I said, she's still standing. She still managed to keep that town home for all these years. Like, she's still managed to do things. 
Um, the way that she's been coping, obviously, is not the most healthy, but I could argue that nobody on the show copes healthily, you know? And right. it's peculiar when Dorinda attacks Sonia just because it's like a bit. Anyway, it's just peculiar that Dorinda attacks Sonia for not coping well when I don't think when 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 Dorinda's main through line this past season has been that she's not quite coped Richard's death. And I think that this is just as ridiculous and preposterous as Sonia not getting over her divorce. So, you know, but I liked Dorinda. I liked that she was Loki a bad apple and I liked that she was <laughs> a hypocrite because it made for great television right and, and she, she actually had real money too she had real money she had right. good moments and she, she was well connected moments. yep um but i will say that you do kind of start you do see the sinister in her kind of early not gonna fake because now like i said i'm watching season seven and she's out to dinner in this one scene with john and whoa. oh no those scenes are the best when she told him to get an easy pass back to queens when he stabbed the four <laughs> that's the scene that's the first thing i think of in season remember when john used to be like a true friend of on new york and her and john's scenes were out of hand there was this first dinner scene with him and basically there her daughter came up because at this point fucking Hannah, Hannah he better back that shit up right because hannah doesn't like john and they don't they've maybe seen each other three times within a two and a half year span that during and John had been together, which is honestly absolutely ridiculous. And um <laughs> and basically John was like, listen, like he's like, and it's fine, but she's number one and I'm number two. He's like, and if she's not here, then I'm number one, but then when she's here, then I'm number two. And Dorinda's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, that's, you know, it's fine. But basically, I guess the whole plot line of that point was that they were trying to go into business together. And she was like, well, I have to ask my daughter because I don't know if she's going to be okay with it. And he's like, what? Like, what do you mean you have to ask your daughter if you can go into business with me? Like, come on. And I get John's point. I think Dorinda was kind of using her daughter as an excuse. Kind of. She was. She never wanted to go extremely deep with him. She didn't want to be too invested. So she always kept him at arm's length. Yeah, and I, and I think it's very it was convenient that Hannah didn't like him because then she could just be like, oh no, Hannah doesn't like you, you know, and and kind of feed into that. Yeah, because whatever it is in this most recent season when he showed up to her birthday party, she's like, you always have to see him at the table. I mean, Hannah seemed fine. But Hannah's like, John, you gotta try this. You gotta yeah. try this dish, you know. So I mean, so you know, goodbye, Dorinda. <laughs> um, it's been a great what five years with you you lost one <laughs> <laughs> lost it because you're a, a nut job when you're drunk hopefully she can return hopefully she sobers up a, just a tad not completely sober I'm not asking her to go dry cold turkey but but the problem is okay she to say it's like you can like have a drink just yeah like get a buzz yeah <laughs> <laughs> Half shots instead of like whole ones. <laughs> the problem is, Dorinda is completely in denial. Like, and anytime anybody brings up her drinking, as we saw on the reunion that we will be covering potentially, are we covering you? We could do a at the end of it, just talk about it all together. We should do that because there were some things that were brought up that probably should be talked about, but yeah, oh, but like as we saw in the reunion, like anytime anybody brought up her drinking, she got really defensive and would. Quite honestly, like shift the attention to something else and dive. We lost one to her drunkenness that she refuses to admit that she has a problem. They let her go out with some grace, though, which I could appreciate, I guess. Did they? Not really. Uh, she tried to maintain her grace, though. Her exit is not good. They did not have to air her out like this, showing unseen footage and whatnot. Like, wow. And even when Tinsley brought up her accusation, she was even like, I don't know about John's finances. Like, okay, you may not know about John's finances, but you know about this situation. I told you about it. Like, come on. The we point is, right, the point is that like, you flipped on Tinsley. The OC trailer came out. Did you see that? Ugh, no. You know, we have to have a real talk. Are we going to cover this? I don't know. You know, it's my least favorite franchise right now. 
It's a short season, I will say that. I know for sure it's supposed to be like 12 episodes or something like that, which, I mean, about time they cut this shit short. <laughs> Let me find out the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, honestly. There's a new housewife, I'll say that. It also kind of alludes to the fact that we already know that Emily and Shannon got COVID while it's filming. Of course. Of course. Of all people. The hypochondriac. The hypochondriac and... I mean, listen, if you really, really, really want to cover it, we can. uh, But just know I'm going in kicking and screaming. (laughs) Just know that I'm not happy every single time we have to. Adios, you all. See you all. We're going to have a guest this week. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have a guest. We won't reveal who it is just yet, but we're going to be discussing... Uh, Beverly Hills reunion part one, two, and three. I don't know when they'll get that by. Probably like Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. It'll be sometime this week. When sometime this week that you're hearing this podcast, it'll be after that, but very soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So until Potomac, which is next, and then special guest later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>